Hello and welcome to another episode of Retro Resolutions. I'm Dylan. This is Matt. And today we are going to talk about RGB mods. I'm very excited to talk about that. But first, I want to tell you about what I've been playing lately, Matt. I've actually been playing a lot. Uh, Good. I don't know what has gotten into me. Probably just because the kids are back in school. And so now I feel like I can play games more uh, (laughs) freely. Uh, Right on. But uh, I have been playing um, using my Backbone controller on my iPhone, which hopefully will still work on my new iPhone. I don't know. Uh, Using the Backbone controller, I've been playing some Xbox Cloud gaming, and I've been playing Fable, um, the original. Wow. uh, Well, actually, this is Fable Anniversary, so it's running on the Xbox 360 emulation in the cloud. Nice. But that is a port of an Xbox game. Yeah. Uh, or a remaster, I guess. And uh, I played that game way back in the day and really liked it. And uh, so I decided to, you know, when I'm hanging out on the couch or whatever, I can pull out my phone and slap it in that controller thing and play some uh, cloud gaming. How's the revisit been? Is it as good as you remember or is it? Uh, uh, no. What's no. Your... Well, I don't know. It's it's kind of that's it's an interesting game. It's like a very video game game that you would like see in like a TV show as it's like, you know, generic example, like dude in fantasy type theme, cartoonish, but sort of realistic, uh, goes up to a treasure chest, opens it, and then a gem circles on the screen. Yep. Like they're talking about, you know, magic and swords and arrows and stuff. It's it's it, it has a very generic air to it. Yeah. But it does some really interesting stuff and uh it's just kind of goofy and clunky and but it, it somehow has this charm uh that makes it like you want to stick to it. Uh so yeah, I don't know. I've just been going through. Uh And then I've also because I reshelled, I don't know what got I got a wild bugging me about uh reshelling my console so i reshelled my yeah. dreamcast because it had always it been bothering me for the longest time that it was one i'd put cut a bad hole for the uh, hdmi port in it and i wanted to always reshell it uh anyway because it's yellowed so i finally like was like i'm gonna finally do it i'm gonna order a shell so i did i got a like a translucent purple yeah, it looks amazing. I mean, I yeah. love that purple look. I mean, it's, it is a unique purple. It looks really yeah. cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, How hard was it to reshell? Um, so it wouldn't have been very hard at all if I didn't have that HDMI mod, but I had to not only uh, unscrew it from the old case, oh, I yeah. had to, and, and carefully, like, tr- retransplant it but i before i could retransplant it i had to like do some measuring and some marking and some drilling of new holes on the shell so that so I could you were file. able to keep the hdmi mod connected and everything you just had to take the whole thing out and then yeah. but you had to recut the whole but i had to cut hole the holes for, the for it to be mounted in the case yeah because yeah. the hdmi mod gets like mounted to the plastic instead oh, of it somewhere does. else yeah Oh, so you had to actually mount to the case for yeah, the mod yeah. and make the hole for the HDMI port out. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and uh, the the filing 
the hole was the the hardest part um although i will say the people who did the my mod for the hdmi mod in the first place uh they did a bad job on a couple of the wires so in moving them they came undone so i had to resolder them uh but uh so that was also somewhat hard but no it wasn't so bad and uh so now i've got this quiet uh uh infinite size storage of, of games on it really yeah um and slick looking dreamcast this is the ultimate dreamcast really it the, the fan is silent and which is crucial because the dreamcast is notoriously loud it is yeah yeah and it's got that ode so it runs a bunch of games really quickly and, and didn't uh, you put an ssd yeah. on that one or is that a different yeah. one yeah I did put an SSD. Yeah, of course, okay. the, the SSD doesn't really make it any faster than a hard disk drive. It's Good just point. that it's quiet and lower energy. And, uh, yeah. For now. Yeah, for the, yeah. the big question is, did you, have you played silent scope yet? No, I didn't play silent scope. So but why oh. I brought up the Dreamcast is for whatever reason, I just was like, I'm going to just play some soul caliber. So I've been playing soul caliber, like ah. a couple of matches every single day. I've been just going running through the arcade mode to unlock all the characters, and so sure. Soul Calibur is a fun game. Uh, it, it, it's a, and it, I mean, I know many people who, that, you know, that's their cherished memory is you know Soul Calibur games from you know the or for Dreamcast. So. Yeah, uh, uh, and I've been playing it on this this thirty two inch Trinitron that I'm plan, planning to RGB mod, uh, but yeah. For now, it's just doing S video, and uh, I've been planning on that. And man, this TV is so good; it is so much better than the JVC that it replaced. And that was a great really? JVC. I, I was going to say, I thought the J. I was really, you know, the last time I was over, I was really impressed with the JVC. So, if yeah. you're saying this is that much better, wow! It is. It's man. it's pretty good. So uh, yeah, I've been I've been having a great time just playing games on that thing and actually using it. Uh, so yeah. What about right. you? What have you been playing? Well, uh, first of all, I want to say I saw pictures of your new uh, HDMI uh, work for the port out. And it looks, I mean, it looks amazing. You did oh, a fantastic job on, like, if you if you needed to, like, kind of, like, save, you know, kind of fix that, I definitely th say you did a really great job on it. It looks really good. Thank uh, you. And... Uh, Although yes, uh, when I come over, we will be playing Silent Scope. <laughs> okay, yeah. The main uh, reason I, I hadn't the craziest. Yeah, the main reason I hadn't is just because getting that on my uh, Dreamcast revolt involves like pulling the hard drive out, and it's kind of not oh. super easy to do. So and is that the oh bummer it, uh, for for Silent Scope? Okay. Yeah. So let's not do that then, because I would not. Well, I mean, no, I could do it. I just, I have to go through the effort and I just haven't yet. <laughs> yeah, but that's, yeah, well, that's another thing. Now, is that the, and that's the only, uh, is there a way for you to detach the, uh, could you temporarily disconnect the, the, the SATA connection to an yeah. import into another like SATA drive? So like if I had yeah. silent scope on another say to drive or something we could quickly connect that yeah you could you i mean could. it wouldn't be that's the hard part is getting that out is getting that part yeah because it like doesn't fit through the hole where the optical drive would be oh it so doesn't you, so you have to take the top of the case off oh 
that's kind of a bummer. I, I, I'll be honest, you know, in a silly sort of way, not having seen it, I've always imagined that like, oh yeah, it, it allows you to mount normally like an SD card or something on the top and you can just uh, pop open the case and switch out the SD card very easily. But obviously that's not the case. So. No. Fair uh... enough. Uh, you could do some damage to the case if you wanted it to be easier, but I don't want to do that. So. No, no, definitely yeah. not. Especially with that new, the new shell. That shell was just right. really slick. Uh, so what have I been playing? Yeah. Uh, in penance for not bringing up this game in our last podcast. So the last podcast we did was about uh, movies and video games, either inspired one way or the other. And... Uh, I I had forgotten to bring up uh, uh, aliens. The yeah, and alien. These haven't we? Were, we talked about those in prior episodes. We've though, talked right? to those so, in prior episodes. So fair, yeah. truly, we have talked about those and uh, and my love for for th- those movies and the games. And so uh, on my. What did I play this on? Oh, the Mister. Actually, not the Mister. Steam Deck. Steam Deck. Yeah, I yeah. played uh, Aliens, the video game, which came out a, in '86, I believe, and uh, it's a great game. For the first couple levels, it looks very Aliens. You're going through. It's side scroller Konami, uh, but and then it does this kind of 3D view where you're driving the. You're, this car is drive, or the tank is driving. You're shooting the aliens, and it's got some great stuff. But then, and I don't blame them. They had to kind of make up for not having a lot of, you know, original characters that were bad guys. You've got the facehuggers, and you've got the aliens, and then you've got the queen alien, and that's pretty much it. So, you know, they make up some unique and very interesting. Uh, bad guys in the video game, mm. which uh, probably for a lot of people hurts the game, including myself at times. But the in, the speed and the classic side scrolling of it, I just love it. It's just a lot of fun for me to play that game, and nice. uh, so so I had a good time playing that one. Nice. And that's pretty much the main. I think that's the main retro game that I've been playing is uh, Alien C Arcade game. Heck yeah, man. Uh, well, I, I'm excited to talk about RGB with yes. you uh, and, and mods. So to set a baseline um, for the uh, uh, listeners here, um, we are going to – the current plan is for you to come over to my house this week in a couple of days. Yeah. And I have two 32-inch Trinitron CRTs that have the same chassis uh which means that the process to mod them is exactly the same and so you're going to come over and help film and i'm going to mod these two crts yeah and or at least that's the plan and uh we'll see how that goes but uh i wanted to talk about a couple of things regarding rgb mods uh because it kind of goes in a couple of different ways right there's there's an RGB mod on a uh, TV so that it can accept an RGB signal. But 
you can also not all consoles are capable of outputting rgb by like factory um so you can actually mod consoles to output rgb and then also you'd need a place to receive that rgb signal um and so i kind of wanted to talk about like why did people do it right what is the process like and some weird quirks so uh first i want to talk about like this this process i i did this week um so my mister i have two misters one is on my desk and i use it it has an analog board so i can use it for simultaneously using it on a crt and on a digital display so that i could capture it with my pc if i wanted uh even though i always prefer looking at the crt that it's plugged into um <laughs> so i have that one and then i have another one that is just on my crt setup and the how i've gotten the output of it is with uh, a mode called direct video and basically <clears throat> with a hdmi to vga digital to analog converter um it's basically just a hdmi to vga cable adapter and uh and this direct video mode enabled it will t tell the hdmi port to output a an analog signal and so it's not really an hdmi signal it's an analog signal that's being converted or that is compatible with being converted to vga and you but it's not really vga <laughs> It is the VGA port, and it's it's converted it into the right. It tells the HDMI thing to send it to the right pins in, uh, in analog, on the VGA port, so that you can plug and, in. And, and, how is that? and and I know you've talked to me about this before, and I think I even have that cable right, yeah. which does the same thing. How does that yeah. how does that differ from VGA? Like I get, I I'm easily so, confused on that. VGA has uh. A VGA signal is like a, an actual spec of uh, a usually higher bandwidth. It is an RGB signal, but it is like a RGB signal that is in a certain format. Because so I mean, that, I use VGA, uh, you know, for the, yeah. of course, for the longest time as like the go-to standard yeah. for computers, you know, with yeah. all the little pins and everything else. Yep. But for this, it's yeah. only just one single pin that's sending out the video output. Well, no, it's four or five pins. Oh, it is. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, but it's not all of them, and it's on certain ones. So uh, you, yeah, so it sends, the, it sends an RGB signal out on the VGA, and then you can use a VGA, or it's like a DB15 connector is what the VGA port is called. So yeah. it uses that, and you can put it out on an rgbs cable or you could do if you were doing component out which it supports you could do a uh ypbpr and then yeah. also you could do uh, a composite and it would uh turn composite sync on or off and so the uh what i have done is um i have a bunch of devices that output component yeah, and uh, so I got a component switcher so that I could plug them. When I had that v JVC that had component, I could just switch between the three component signals. Uh, but 
for an RGB mod, you need four cables. You need RGB and S, sync. And uh, that's what the composite sync is for. Um, and so the, the uh, mister right now outputs component so that I can plug it into all this, into the same switcher. Yeah, that's and, great. Yeah, but then if I if I'm gonna do an RGB mod, I'm gonna need sync. So, um, I uh, I got an, a transcoder, uh, which is basically just a little mm. box that you plug component into, and then it strips the sync signal out of the green line, and puts it on its own separate sync line. That's that's awesome. Yeah. And it's and it's lagless. Now yeah, here's a weird thing that I. Wow. Yeah, here's the thing about it though is that the the way that the mister outputs the component signal is like a hack and so some oh, displays yeah, some displays don't process the sync signal correctly. And so like my JVC handled it no problem. But my uh my 8-inch Trinitron PVM uh it gives it a bright pink hue because it's not processing the sync signal from the green correctly. And so it's just like super oh. pink. Wow. And there was like not really any way to fix it. Uh, but I was hoping that one, the RGB transcoder would, would still work. Yeah. And that two, because it has to strip the sync signal from the green signal, that if it could do that successfully, then it would work and it wouldn't have the green tint. So I got the uh, transcoder in. And just to test it, plugged it into that uh, the small PM. Trinitron, yeah, and uh, into RGBs, and sure enough, the signal works just fine. Wow. It is not it is not uh, uh, pink anymore. That's that's so, so cool, and it's so it's, great that 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 little uh, stripper is is stripping and not transcoding or you know well, no. so hurt. it's not strip it isn't stripping anything it is it is transcoding but it is oh, analog it's trans it is transcoding but it's analog transcoding so it's huh. there's no sync or uh, lag or anything delay Nothing. wow yeah that's really it's, cool yeah I don't understand how it works, but yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like I can see how like just like either stripping or copying a stream would be instantaneous, but uh, I've always had issues with digital transcoders uh, adding additional yeah. lag. So that's right. interesting. Wow. Yep. No, this isn't digital, so it, it's not it's just analog. Is just go go go. Which yep. I have to say, playing with. You know, for me, a lot of my analog experience is with audio and oh, yeah. same thing. You know, it, it it's a it's instant, you know, uh, right. and if I split it or make changes, uh, no difference. Yeah. And the, it may be different in the strength of the signal or the quality of the signal, but the the immediacy is is always there. Yeah, exactly. It's that's the same way video uh, works, I guess. Uh, so, oh. anyway, that was just a neat little quirk is that I like managed to find this workaround for this pink problem. Because uh, technically, I could have solved the problem by just doing an, a direct RGB out from the Mister, but then I wouldn't be able to switch it in the same devices as like my Wii or my analog 
uh, systems or you know anything else that has component. Yeah. yeah, I would definitely want to keep it the same as, uh, as you do. Uh, yeah. So uh, anyway, I guess the I guess what we'll start is so why, why why the benefit of this RGB mod? Why would you go yeah. through this? Why would I bother doing putting the work in to do this? Why, why is it worth it? Why would anyone want to RGB mod something? The, the <laughs> core, right. yeah, That's the core right. of it is is that it just gives you a more direct and clear image out of the game that you're playing. Um, so that applies. That is true of both doing an RGB mod out on a console or an RGB input mod on a display. If you can get RGB out and RGB in, you're going to have a much cleaner signal uh, and higher color values, like more color depth uh, with RGB than over any other analog signal like S-Video or Composite or, heaven forbid, RF. And that's kind of the, and that's honestly that reverse order, but that's kind of the best to worst of kind right. of the signals, you know, in analog kind of, signals. Yes. In the is, analog so signal world minus obviously. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's RGB, which has a couple of different formats. There's RGBS, which just has one sync or sync on composite is sometimes called. Yeah. Uh, and then there's RGBHV, and that actually has both a horizontal and a vertical sync signal that it goes to. Wow. Um, but RGBS is probably the most common, um, and uh, that's what that's what you do on a consumer mod is you do RGBS because the you do you add an RGB input and then you do sync on composite, and it just sends the sync to the to the luma line and that's how it gets the sync signal so it knows where to paste the frame uh but yeah the signal is just clearer and the reason is that a tv is fundamentally that's what they do when they draw a picture is they draw three lines (laughs) and those three lines are uh uh, red, green, and blue, and uh, with the electron guns, and so it's just telling it how bright the part of the image is in that color, and that's how it defines its picture. So if you can get it that information in the rawest form, which would be by sending it just brightness signals for those three colors, and it doesn't have to do any compressing or decompressing any of that. I guess that's digital would be compressing and decompressing, but basically you have to fit more information in a wavelength uh, if it's combined, right? And so you get less overall data and the image looks worse on those more bundled in. So RGB and S is how most consumer sets do it. And actually my, my PVM is also RGBS. It just has yeah. RGB and sync. And uh the next step down would be technically component, which only has three cables because the sync information is combined on the green line. And uh, so technically it's a little bit less, but barely. Um, it basically just 
uh, requires more calibration, but you're going to be able to get the same image quality out of it as right. RGBS. And, you know, that was my most experience was with the three, the mm -hmm. three prong. You know, I used uh, a little bit of that on the GameCube and the Wii. I yep. think I had a, uh, for both. And probably I would guess the Xbox 360. Yes, yes, yeah. the Xbox 360. In fact, I remember going from that to HDMI was right. just, you know, madness, you know, in the sense of like, we're going digital, you know, yeah. but it, it was really amazing. That was really like, I would say the transition console between analog and digital, because when it launched, everybody was still using the analog signals. And then by the time that console died, nobody was. So I don't know. It was just an interesting time. Uh, Editor Dylan here. Uh, we had a little issue with recording and there's a little missing chunk. Not very big, but uh, I'll let Matt pick it up about the GameCube. The GameCube. And you had mentioned the Xbox 360. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and that, that, that three prompt, the three, the, the three RCA outs, I think those were called. Yep. Uh, the RCA out uh, connectors. That's the ones that I'm most familiar with was, with some of those. And then yeah. uh, the jump to HDMI on the 360. And then from yeah. then on out, it was pretty much HDMI. That's right. That's right. So yeah, com component is then. But it was the next great. Step down. It was good. Yeah, uh, component was great. The next step below that is actually like a pretty fundamental shift in how the process, the signals are processed and generated. And that's uh, down to S video, which uh, technically has like four cables on it, but it really only has two uh, two actual signals in the line. And that's it has a chroma, which is uh, the colors, and then it has a luma, which is the light, the brightness definition. And uh, that's it. Um, yeah. And it's pretty good uh, comparison to composite, which is just it combines those onto a single line. So it's chroma and luma, just all the, the video signal on, on a single line. Yeah. And so unbundling them actually does a lot for it. S video is a big jump up from composite. Um, but uh, for my, you know, my tiny PVM with the GameCube to S video, it's perfect. You know, yeah, totally. for your 32 inch though, that's a big jump. I mean, yeah, it, it's going to be noticeable gonna on the screen. I'm quite excited to be able to flip between the two with you and oh, see yeah. the improvement. Even on the set right now um, that I've been using in my office that'll be RGB modded for me is uh, it has just composite and S video right now that I can use. And the switch over from composite to S video is, is really big because composites just really wiggly you know it's got the the dancing ants they call it oh man yes I, uh, dance and ants, it's really bro. noticeable on this big display so switching over to s videos is is big but i'm really excited because it looks really good uh, as it is i'm really excited to be able to see the, the bump over to rgb because it will be also noticeable on that big of a display it should be really really good big like time. Uh, I'm, I'm most like, this is so silly of me. The first thing I turned on on it when I got it was uh, Super Metroid. And Super Metroid starts oh. with just that red Metroid 3 type 
come in yes, and yes. uh it looks so good but uh it's got a little bit of red bleed on both sides it's just like the it's not a it's not a very sharp up and down on the t for example in metroid because the red kind of bleeds in and out um horizontally on it and that is going to be much improved with rgb um it's it's not like gonna be like some revolutionary change but it is gonna look a lot better and i I told you this this is quite silly is that i just want the extra input because i have this component switcher which will be transcoded to rgb um and i have an s video switcher so if i have the rgb port i will have an easy way to switch between seven different consoles that's so uh, amazing oh yeah uh with by just hitting a couple of switches right like that's right. the difference um so yeah that's that's like one of the big things is just oh this will make it easy to switch between all these consoles uh <laughs> but the the but the image will also be quite a bit better so yeah. i'm excited to have uh have that and see it and then i am really just excited to do the mod and just like ha- yeah. have it have the experience of having done it and have it be um uh like something i can say i've done and just Absolutely. like Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and seeing you do the uh uh, the GameCube mod, uh, and and just watching you do it was such a cool experience for me. Uh, one, because I, I you know, soldering is just never going to be my thing, especially with my MS. But even before then, I I wouldn't have wanted to mess with it. But uh, I agree with you that like you know just the idea that well, one, uh, you can say that you've done it and. Yeah. Uh, the process seems uh, it'll be exciting for me because I, I mean, man, I haven't cracked open a CRT uh, in a very long time. So it'll be fun to see, you know, the process of opening up, doing the yeah. mod, filming it. Uh, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm really excited. And I think that, uh, you know, when it comes to video quality and, Man, I think gamers are the ones that, of course, that notice that stuff yeah. the most. And I mean, you know, I've always been a, a video, you know, I, I definitely grew up with all of that. And I, you know, I even uh, with video games having limited outputs for, for quite a while, it, it felt like it was, uh, uh, you know, well, just going from RF to, uh, the single RCA, uh, what was, what's that composite. called? Composite. Yeah. The composite, that was exciting, let alone, you know, anything more than that. But, uh, for video systems to watch movies, it was so exciting to go to S video on the SVHS machine, the super VHS, uh, uh, tape recorders and, for me, laser discs. You know, laser discs were a huge thing, and being able to watch those. But uh, I, one of the, uh, I had purchased a Pioneer. It was a laser disc slash DVD, and that had uh, 
the three outputs and uh and that would be just regular component with the three yeah, component just component i'm terrible with the terminology but the component uh and it was i mean it was just incredible you know just seeing my laser discs let alone yeah uh, you know newer technologies dvd was still pretty early on that time you literally had to flip the disc halfway mm -hmm. to watch some of the early dvds oh really yeah i yep. didn't know that yeah check out the like the original twister uh movie with helen hunt and paxton mm -hmm. and uh uh the first release of that you literally had to flip the disc like a laser disc which laser disc yeah. by that time had a laser that could wrap around so you didn't have to flip the disc so my parent pioneer player i could watch laser discs without having to flip the disc i would have to change out the disc if the movie went long but a lot of movies just fit on a single disc uh but but dvds you had to flip so uh what? but luckily the the compression got better and they yeah. could fit on the single side and and do all that good stuff and then they enhanced for widescreen and uh so for me the video quality uh both in video games and on video was a big deal but nowadays it's all it's all about video games i mean ever since really the gamecube and the dreamcast uh those started to really show what those outputs could do yeah. and uh yeah and it was game changing so uh i'm i'm excited to see the to see this uh now tell me more about uh the mod itself how does it work what does it do yeah invert does it transform does it strip what does it no. do yeah so that's actually no that's actually a really good uh question so the this mod the the format of this mod in particular yes. is called a, a, a rgb osd mux mod it muxes it muxes um <laughs> and so what that means is that the um the circuits inside the uh the tv uh right. there's integrated circuits that drive the on-screen display right the menu that lets you turn up and down the brightness and change yep. the settings and you know do the the channel lock or whatever all That's those different right. things that you can do in an on-screen display or yeah on osd on-screen display. OSD, on um, display good so that is generated by a chip and it's generated typically in an rgb signal and then sent out over uh, an RGB line to another chip, and that other chip is the, the typically called the jungle chip, and it uh, does all the video processing, right? It, it, it does its analog stuff where it decides what's coming in, what's going out, and then sends that out over an RGB line to the uh, electron gun. And... So everything goes through that jungle chip. Everything goes through that jungle chip. And all we have to do is identify where the OSD RGB signal is coming from. Yep. And where it's going. And we just have to intersect it and uh, then find the line that tells it when the RGB signal or the, the OSD is on. 
and flip it on and off to do our injection. And so basically so this injection all you goes over the OSD instead of the OSD. Yeah. So it replaces the OSD. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, that's cool. That's really yeah. cool. So it uses the OSD as like the means for getting in and, uh, turning on and off, uh, the RGB signal on the screen. Yeah. And so, uh, that's why it's called a mux because it's yeah. muxing the RGB line from the OSD. And, uh, yeah. So basically you just got to go find those lines and, pull off some resistors and solder in the inputs and uh, and then put in a switch. And that switch basically switches the line from the sync signal coming from the uh, composite port to the blanking line of the um, of the OSD chip, uh, the micon is what it's called. And so you basically just switches back and forth from injecting the OSD to not injecting the OSD. And so I got to solder in seven wires, R, G, B, S, and then uh, the uh, switch, which will have three lines. Um, one yeah. is the center, one is the first option, and one is the oh. bypass option. Totally right. makes sense. Yeah. And so, yeah. Seven uh, solder. Seven uh, yep seven cool. wires to solder in um and what's great about it is uh that this other people have already done this chassis and so they I, i've got a schematic i can look at i've got uh, uh photos of other people doing it and uh, it looks pretty easy um I'm, I'm not worried about it i do have to tell you though i've done some prep work on the first one i've because like i told you over text and I'll, I'll tell our listeners here also yes. is yes it was a little smelly when i picked it up the original <laughs> owner was a was clearly a smoker because um i i opened it up to kind of do some cleaning out and it's pretty gross pretty gross yeah. so i took the whole back shell off and took oh. it out into the front yard and hosed it down Oh, you did! I hosed it down because it's just a big piece of plastic. It. Sure, yeah. yeah it's just so a I hosed big it down, piece. right? And then, uh, <laughs> and then I took. I have this little uh, ESD safe air blower, a battery yeah. powered air blower, instead yeah. of using like cans of compressed air. I know. I I I have one myself, and I love those yeah. things. They're yeah, great. it's great. Uh, and I, you know, I I blew off. Uh, all over inside and then eventually i was like no nah, I, I can't it's not doing enough for some of it so i for like the the plastic shell on the front part i took like paper towels and was wiping that down and then i thought well since i'm in here uh <laughs> since i'm in here since you're I, in here, i mean i yeah. took the an i took the anode cap off which i'll you'll 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 need to see because so that's like kind of one oh, of the cool. scariest parts is that Yo, you have to it? discharge because crts are dangerous um, yeah. because they're high, they're high voltage that's right and so if you touch the wrong part while it's powered uh which it can be powered even if it's unplugged and turned off um can it really because the 
Because it can store a charge, yeah. Oh, it stores the charge, yeah, yeah. It yeah. has to store the charge to be powerful enough, right? Yes, yeah, for the, the type of stuff at that time. Yeah, the kind I of energy it. it requires to, it to power scary. the electron and then, like, gun and stuff. It literally yeah. had, like, stickers that and said you could die from opening this case. I, I yeah. remember and I don't, I don't know that that's necessarily true. It definitely would hurt a whole lot. And if you had like, and, and I never tested the yeah I, yeah, I never. But if you know how to discharge it, it's safe. So um, I, I was like, I should just discharge this now. And it can sit here discharged for a week or whatever. Um, so I, uh, I did, I discharged it and then pulled the anode cap off so it would be easier to like get into and move around because that's like kind of a difficult part it basically is a suction cup that uh holds a little metal fork into the glass tube really and and then it's got a wire that goes down to the um uh flyback and uh so I wanted to get it off so that I could kind of clean more easier and move stuff out of the yeah. way. Cause it has to come off in order to pull the boards out so that I can lift, lift them and do the soldering that I need to do. Uh, yeah. So where are the boards located? Are they underneath? I'm assuming. Underneath or are they the on the tube, side? Yeah. Uh, so they're underneath the two, but they actually like flip. There's like some that are flipped vertically and slotted into the, the main board on the bottom. And then there's also mm-hmm. one called the neck board that sits at the very back of the tube the skinniest part of the tube and that like takes the line the rgb line after it's been processed and then sends it into the electron gun wow so you see all of this yeah um, i'm stoked because the but, only uh, i mean i've seen an open you know an open one but it was like somebody had dumped it down a ravine you know kind mm-hmm. of thing and it so was you can broke get, like up. up close and personal and analyze where all the parts went yeah you know, yeah, exactly. You know, it's like it was yeah. broken, and I got to see the parts broken. But that's about as far as I went. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll I'll I'm show you all the kind of point out what they do, and yeah. Uh, so yeah, I kind of I kind of just took it apart a little bit. It's it's still like I put the shell back on, so it's safe. So, sure. but I I kind of just like prepped. To... Yeah, I kind of prepped a little bit so it'd be easy to pull out and get right into the the actual soldering job. Now, have you done any uh, prep work on? The, so the the mod does it the, does it come pre wired or do you have to solder the wires to the actual? I'm imagining a little board that you're modding into this. Gotcha. So, so maybe no, I'm wrong. It's, it's actually much less fancy than that. Um, okay, so it's it much less than even what we did with the GameCube then. Well, it is it is more doing. But it is less of a like. There's yeah, not like a piece of. There's not like a piece of PCB or anything like, like that. No PCB or anything. Nothing. Oh, no really? Computer that I'm putting into this. It is just wires yeah. and ports that I'm soldering onto a board. So um, really, so yeah. So even like wow. so the little the little circular jacks that are on the back, I have to add three of them. Yeah. And I have to add a switch. And so I got to drill holes in the case so that I can mount those in. And then I have to solder wires to those wow. and then take those wires to the board. So it's the all right spots. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, that's really good explanation for me because, you know, once again, when I, and, and this is my own 
you know, uh, fault, but I, I think of modding often is even if it's a board that just takes, you know, it doesn't process really anything. It just basically has maybe some transistors or something to, Mm -hmm. uh, process the signal, but this is just straight line for injecting. It's just, it's just literally wiring that you're going to have to do. That's exciting. I'm I'm totally stoked to see that. Yeah. That is really Uh, cool. Yeah, so I'll, I've saved the drilling. I've marked the spots where I think I'm going to put the uh, uh, ports, but um, cool. I figured we'd talk about it. Yeah. Uh, I haven't decided fully where I'm going to put the switch. Um, yeah. But it can go somewhere. The, 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 it can't go anywhere because it can't go anywhere that would be uh, like uh, it would get in the way of other components. Right. And there's also places where it would obviously be stupid to put it. So. Um, I just got to figure out where. Uh, and so I haven't drilled the holes yet. Um, that, I think I figured board, it out, but yeah. Oh, sorry. I just, uh, I'm once again, I'm imagining this, and I know I'm going to see it in person, which I'm excited to do. But uh, uh, the last board that that's vertical, how far is that board from, say, the casing? Is there quite a bit of room there for us to work with, or is it pretty, uh, is there I, definitely a concern there? I mean, it depends on where uh, on the. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah and also, like, it's got cool. like it's got like ventilation slots. So not the whole. There, there's not every part of it is some a spot I could drill into because I want it to be in solid plastic. So it's it, there's yeah there's places where I got to pick. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm excited about that. Uh, I think it should be fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about that. Uh, yeah, is there... Uh, so, uh, you have two different units that are essentially the same. Is it because yeah. they have like, they're basically the same components on the inside? It's yeah. just got a different case on the outside, if I remember correctly. Is that the yeah, case? Yeah, the case is no? slightly different on the outside. Uh, technically there could have been some other changes that they made. They might've used a different tube sure. uh, from year to year. Although I don't think in this case they did. Uh, but ultimately yeah, it's, the it's, wiring and everything that you're going to do is going to be the same because it's, yeah. Yeah. They kept it the same. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, and so in this case, these are the same 32 inch, basically the same 32 inch TV that they sold from one year to the next one is 1997. The other one is 1998. Gotcha. And so they're, they use the same internal component, like the, the TV part of it that does making video, the board, the components, those, that thing is the same, like identical. Uh, it, there's possibly some component changes that they could have made, but sure, it's but the same chassis, yeah. which means it's the same. They used the same PCBs. They used the same, uh, chipsets the everything's the same uh now that same thing can apply though to other sized units so it can be an a this is an aa2d chassis and so that same chassis went in 37 inch tvs and i think as small as 27 inch tvs and uh those ones could have the board populated with more components or less components depending yeah. on the model yeah. but the chassis is the same which means that 
it has all the other stuff is the same, but the, the, you know, it might've also had a secondary S video input, or it might've had S video output, which is something that neither yeah. of these have. Gotcha. Um, I, I will say, I think an important thing to talk about is that one of the things I'm going to do is, so part of the reason that I have two is that one, I, they, they happen to line up and, and be available around the same time. It really and, was. Yeah. That was kind of uh, amazing. And, and I was like, well, why go for two is if I, I, why not just pick one of them and take one of them? The reason was like, well, if I, if I screw up on, on the first RGB mod, maybe I just won't do it on the second. Like if I ruin the TV. Um, but ideally I will do great on both of them, which I think I will. I think, and, uh, I can take my pick of which one I want to keep. And then yeah. I can sell the first one as an RGB modded, yeah, really great TV for somebody who is looking for that sort of thing, wants RGB, which I think adds a lot of value to it. And then I can just make a little profit off of my, well, it will, honestly, it won't be much profit. I can just earn some money back from my investment. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Still, the fact that you can earn that, uh, you know, even a little bit for this, you know, just so you can even do this project is really cool. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited about that to have that experience of, of doing some work and flipping it. Yeah. Seeing how that goes. And then, and more excited I am to actually just play the games on my RGB modded TV. Me though. too. Um, I'm excited to, I'm excited to play games on your RGB or uh, RGB modded setup. Yeah, uh, really so that's fun. that's gonna be a lot of fun. I I need I don't know that I've ever walked you through. I don't know if you've ever seen the like. Oh, here's what S video looks like in comparison to RGB. And, and we probably should. I think that'd yeah. be because I, you know, having having your ability to switch between them too. I think that is such a cool, and I, that I've never had that ability. You know, I've always just switched out and upgraded to whatever was the next available. I never really compared the two, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be day, fun to so. show you like, okay, here's yeah. what this looks like. And then here's Four, what it looks like. Sure. there, and Yeah. And it, we could run the same game on two different consoles, run into the two different inputs and then just switch crazy. between the two. Yeah. Crazy. I yeah. think that'd be and, super cool. Uh, yeah, that'll be it. That'll be fun. Because uh, yeah. it, it'll be a pretty big difference, I think. Wow. Uh, yeah, I guess that's, I don't know. Is there anything else we have to say? No, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. And, All you right. know, yeah. Well, I am excited to have you over and do this. Me too. Uh, and Looking I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about it on the next episode and how it went. Yes. Um. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening and we will see you next time. Thank you.